Wholeness and Balance Vibrations. Uh, this is the Activated Body Show, and I'm your host, Kayo Moon. And today we're going to be doing a show about the secrets of the ancient energy. And we're going to be having a lot of information coming out to you. I also have um, Seven on the line, and he'll be joining us in a few short minutes. And today we're also going to be adding uh, Louise who is whole on the Resistance website, and also Pablo, who is Mr. Spirit Matter on the Resistance website. So uh, if anyone is new to uh, this show, uh, this is called the Esoteric Radio, and we are a group of conscious beings on the Resistance website, which is developed by Seven, and he's the author of the book, The Code to the Matrix. And you can get a free copy of this book on the website, which is www.resistance2010.com. And you can also Google it on YouTube, uh, research on YouTube. It's also available as an audio file. Um, my background is a uh, holistic nutritionist, and I've also been, uh, for many years, been uh, meditating and seeking esoteric knowledge, and I'm just bringing my information um, from pretty much uh, about the perspective. So today, what I wanted to do was just to take a few minutes to, uh, first let me just make sure that my sound is good. Uh, and I'm also going to let you know that you can post your questions on this chat box, and you can post it on the Blog Talk Radio chat box. And the number to call in is 347-996-5688. So just give me one minute to have my uh, speakers before I get started. Today, what I wanted to discuss was what does it mean to be awake? And this esoteric um, knowledge and spiritual experience, especially with so many uh, activities that are going on, there's a lot of these terminologies that are being thrown around. And I'm always about getting clarity on the information because I'm, at this point, I just want beings to be more clear and the channels to be as clear as possible. So we have the words, and I wanted to go through some words, and one of them, and I believe I'm going to be asking uh, Seven later on in the show, so what does it mean to be awake, and what does that mean to you? And from my perspective, being awake means recognizing that you're a spirit having a human experience. Again, I'll repeat that. You're a spirit having a human experience. So what it is is that you are recognizing within your physical being that there is more to you than the reality that's out there. And when you become awake, what you start to do is you need to collect yourself. So a lot of us get out and we start collecting knowledge. We start collecting information. We want to learn more about what it is about being in the state. And it's sort of a state of remembering. You're remembering uh, your past lives, you're remembering your past experiences in this physical body. So what it is is that one needs to be able to collect and heal because in this physical experience, we've experienced a lot of traumatic um, events that pretty much blocked our channels. And when I say channels, I'm talking about the chakras, which is 
collected all over the body, there's meridians and chakras. But the one that mainly people recognize is the seven chakras, which is in the front of your body and the back of your body. So with these chakras, we need to keep them clear. So when you become awake, another aspect of that awakening is you activate. And here's another word. What is activation? What is it? What does that mean? From my perspective, again, activation is recognizing that you are becoming aware of your chakras. The chakras have already been activated. They've already been awake. But now, you as a physical being, you're becoming conscious of it. And a lot, people say, well, my chakras are blocked and, you know, things are, doesn't feel right. It's because your body's telling you. And the chakras also sit over your organs. The seven chakras, they sit over your organs. And, you know, to get to it from the root chakra, you know, the productive system there for men and females. You have the sequel chakra, which is over your stomach area and your intestines. The solar plexus, again, the stomach area. And the heart chakra, which is near uh, the thymus gland and the heart as well. That's why it's called the heart chakra. Uh, the throat chakra, obviously, um, that's where it's near the thyroid. And the thigh, the pineal gland, and the crown. And it, there, you can see right there in the physical body where your chakras are located. And when these chakras are blocked, meaning the wheels, that's what chakra means, it's wheels. When it's not turning the proper way, it's it's... You can feel it in your physical being, and your body will give you indication, either from discomfort, from illnesses, and things of that nature. So when you are awake, when you become conscious, you activate, meaning you hone in on the chakras, and you actively, you actively work on trying to fix it, trying to get it to... Pretty much you're collaborating. It's sort of like you're like an engineer. You're getting yourself back in order. And how you do that is through certain techniques. And these are the techniques that we share on the Resistance website. And our breathing techniques. There's even been books posted by, um, you know, Taoist teachers like Mantak Chai, where you do these techniques where you're cycling the energy and you're creating a microscopic orbit where this energy is moving from the front part of your body, circulating through the root chakra and coming up your spine and coming through the crown. And it's just sort of creating like uh, a wheel effect, like an orbit. So another uh, name that's thrown around is the kundalini. And that's what I wanted to clarify, activation and kundalini. Activation, again, is being recognizing that you have the chakra centers, and you're actively purging it. And then there's the kundalini activation, which is uh, the serpent energy, known as the serpent energy that sits at the base of the spine. And this energy is moving through your wheels. It's moving through your chakras, from the, and, and it's going up the spine. And you will feel it going up, 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 until it hits, I guess, where they say the mouth of God um, in, in the Eastern uh, esoteric um, information where it's sort of like the base of your, your skull and entering the, the pineal gland in your crown. So what ends up happening, and from my just perspective, my personal experience, is that many of us are 
sort of uh, stagnant in the activation phase, which is we are neglecting to do the active purging, and many of us just focus on, you know, opening the third eye, opening the crown. And like I said, these are all channels where you're receiving information. These channels are always been open. It's just sort of like when you hear noise in the background and you just sort of become immune to it, and after a while you just you just stop paying attention to it. That's what happened is that we didn't need our chakras, any, any of the information that our chakras were receiving in our modern reality, in our 3D lives, so we just sort of blocked it out. We tuned out. However, now that we tuned in, we're just stuck there. We're always, like, analyzing what we're receiving. We're analyzing what we're getting. And what I want is people to recognize that we need to be active, actively purging, actively working on clearing the chakras and just focusing our energies there. And what you're doing is you're collecting fragments of yourself, all of the past experiences. So the first three chakras, the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus, pretty much that's where much of our pain body sits. And a lot of us are just, we're stuck there because we've had all of these past experiences, some of us even connected to the past lives. And from my personal experience, what I've done was that I used um, active um, physical cleansing to clear that area and to sort of unblock those channels and to bring out emotions that I've been holding on to that area uh, for many years. And especially with women in the perspective of a feminine body, that is usually where they carry the weight the easiest. And it's also the hardest to lose weight. Um, and, I can, and I'm sure many uh, women can relate to that because that's where we carry our emotional wounds. That is what, that's, it's just, that's just known as the wound. So a lot of times you're holding in a lot of pain. So what needs to be done is externally you're cleansing, and that is when you do the colon cleanses, and that is when you do the fasting and things of that nature. But internally you're also purging. You know, you're sitting with yourself, and you can do that as active daily reflection or meditation where you're literally sitting with yourself and reliving those experiences. And it's really, um, I would say it's ideal to do it in nature. And the other day, actually, um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he had a really good point where I was, we were both talking about the importance of routine. And I was saying it's really important to develop a routine where you get out to nature. And he was just, you know, resonating with that word routine. And he's like, do you recognize how there's the word root in that word? And I just went into that word, and I was, you know, breaking it down. And I found routine, root with nature. It also has the first uh, part is root, and that is when it's to feel sorrow, to feel pity, to feel um, regret. And it also has rue, which is uh, in French for street. And it also a route, you know, to get from one place to another. So to get to the positive aspect of routine, you have to connect with nature. And you're collecting yourself. And that is what it is to go on route, like to go on the street. You're going back to your path and walking down the street of your path. And you're reliving. You're healing your path. And you're doing it from a conscious state. You're actively conscious when you're doing this. And when you do this, especially in nature, you're connecting with a grander scale, the grander flow, and you're looking at how your life is aligned 
from the grander perspective, from the universe, from the universal perspective. So when you don't do this, know that you're always in some form of a routine where you're doing the negative aspect of it, which is to root, which means to feel pity and sorrow and regret. And when you're doing this in your own space, which is usually someplace confined, you sort of just keep walking around in circles. You're just cycling over and over again. And you need to get back to nature to get yourself out of that. And by doing this positive routine and connecting with your roots, you see, and you're doing this externally, it's sort of the external projection of that is seeing it through nature. You are coming back to the flow, the flow of life, which is all aspects of you, which is internal and external. Another thing I wanted to share is that when you start to have astral experiences, and I'm sure uh, Seven will be getting into that later on in the show, what you'll have is many energies appearing in front of you. And a lot of times, especially in my own personal experience, it used to frighten me. And what I recognized later on, these were actually aspects of me. And I was pretty much being challenged. These energies were challenging me, demanding to know why I was here or why I was there. Because I was recognizing that there were parts of me I still haven't yet healed. And I remember just one last show, I believe one last show before this one, where someone was saying that when we consume animal flesh, when we consume meat, that when we go to the afterworld, that we have to go through gates, that we have to go through guards. And these are beings that are just sort of, you know, uh, demanding uh, your presence to recognize why you're there. And if you look at it from your physical life, your physical aspect, when you're doing things that are unconscious on a daily basis, pretty much when you're allowing your mind to take charge and let it control your life, and you're not conscious of that, you're not in the flow of life. So you always have to recognize in the spiritual journey, as above, so below, as within, so without. So when I become awake, when I become conscious, that means every moment, every hour, every second, I have to stay present. And in the Eastern, um, you know, I guess practices, they even associate every hour with a deity every days of the week with a deity. And that is their way of connecting with that power, which is just an external power. They're just connecting with themselves. They're always collecting themselves, fragments of themselves. So who you are today is who you are at this moment. But you need to recognize that you have to go through stages in your life to get here. Don't forget, there's aspects of you from your past. There's your child self. And I'm sure that many of us have many child-like pain, that we've experienced a lot of pain from our childhood. So becoming awake is collecting those fragments of yourself and bringing it into yourself. And you can do it through the heart, bringing all of those fragments back into your heart and pretty much making yourself have inner strength again because... What happened was when we were young children, we've experienced a lot of frightening things. And what that does now as an adult, we still resonate that energy. A lot of our past fears still affect our present life. 
So by being awake, calling yourself an awake being, you have to be conscious of that. You can't avoid walking back in your path because this will um, block you. And what does that word mean? What is a block? And a block is having a hole. You know, sometimes it even shows as a hole in the aura, as a as like a little. It's like it's like a, a pore. And what it is is that we just filled that block with empty things. You know, with addiction, with um, just things that are just distracting us from no from the the actual truth. Meaning that you've lost a part of yourself in the past, and now you have to go actively retrieve it. And they do that in many um, ancient Aboriginal cultures through their shamanic practices. You know, they would go to uh, a healer and usually a shaman of the community. And what they would do is walk them actively, consciously, and go retrieve their soul. Now, this is the modern time. And I like to think of it as like this. This is what those communities had to do. That's how they did it to survive. Now, we have to do it a little bit different. Many of us are coming into a lot of knowledge, and it's a really huge responsibility to have all this knowledge that most mainstream people don't have access to. So in those days, in the past, these past cultures, they used to do initiation, even in the um, Chinese cultures, to just be able to study under a master you would have had to been working, like, cleaning or sweeping or doing a lot of stuff to for, like, many years, maybe two, three, four years, before they even gave you a glimpse of their knowledge. Why did they do that? Well, by making them externally, like, sweep the floor or clean, it is sort of like um, a metaphor of making that person sit with themselves and be with themselves for hours, for days, for years, to collect themselves to bring themselves back in alignment until the teacher can, you know, through their third eye, see or maybe they feel it in their in their physical body that this person is whole. Yes, this person will be able to contain this information. It won't, um, you know, it won't shift them. And there are times myself where I have to walk away sometimes. I have to just, like, take time off from what I'm doing because it will – you know, the information, the download is way too much for my physical body to handle, so I have to take a break and heal aspects of myself. And many of us always avoid doing that. We just want to be running around seeking knowledge, seeking knowledge, seeking knowledge. And I actually heard a quote yesterday that in the spiritual journey, acquiring knowledge is just 2%. 98% is experience. So you can spend hours and hours and hours reading about the mind, reading about the body, reading about all this knowledge, but by you not taking them into practice, by you not actively collecting yourself, by you not practicing, you're missing out. And you know it in your own life. Like um, I was just giving an example just today that, you know, there was a time where we didn't know how to drive. So what we did, we went to go and learn it from a manual. And then we went externally to someone to teach it to us. You know, either a family member or someone who is, that is their profession to do that. Afterwards, we started practicing. Because this is a vehicle. You know, it's an external vehicle. You sit in it and you have to put in the key, you know, turn it on and it moves. So you have to do something externally to learn it. Eventually, 
it becomes like second nature. There are people who drive and they can just leave their body <laughs> and they'll get to their destination and they don't even know how they got there. It becomes like second nature for them. How is the body any different? I really want people to think about that. How is the body any different? No one ever taught us how the body works, what's the collaborations of the body, like how it, it functions. You can find those informations now. It's all available. You don't have to be a medical doctor to study anatomy. You can study it anywhere. You can go to any library. Every information is available. However, now, I feel like we're just overloaded with information. It's just too much. So we need to start purging. We need to have more clarity. And that's the kind of being that I am. I like things to be clear. If it's not clear for me, I won't accept it. I won't take it. It, it won't resonate with me at all. You know, I'll just take, I'll just leave, let it go. So that's how I've been able to progress. And what it is with me is that I don't have to prove myself externally to anyone at my whatever level I'm at. And that's what most people are stuck at. Whenever they recognize that they are awake, they get stuck in this energy of proving, proving, proving. Especially what I want people to keep in mind is when you do the breathing technique, what you do is that you're collecting chi within your body and you're collecting a lot of prana. What that does is it extends out of your body. Sometimes it gets as high as 15 feet. And some people who do really great breathing exercises, they can extend it for about a mile. But what that does too is that it just attracts energy to you. And you have to be conscious of that. So when you awake and you start doing these practices, you're going to start attracting beings in front of you or entities in front of you. And what they'll do is they'll try to take this energy from you and create experiences for you that will be very uncomfortable. Again, anything that's in front of you is an aspect of you. That means that's something within you that you haven't healed. So I'm not telling you this information to just make you paranoid, not at all. I'm just letting you know you need to recognize when there's someone in front of you that's taking your energy and sucking your energy because there's something within you you haven't healed. So a lot of us awakened beings are in this cycle of problems, of, 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 of conflict with our family, with our coworkers, with our colleagues, rather than being a beacon for people, being an example, being in the state of wholeness. And that is something we have to do for ourselves daily, Every day, I have to be conscious of my thoughts. I have to be conscious of my emotions. That's a daily practice to be balanced. You don't just wake up and that's it. No, it doesn't work like that. You're constantly coming back and tapping into your body and trying to find out, okay, what needs to be healed? What should I do right now? And it is sort of like you need to have an anchor. And what I found with my personal experience, my anchor is my heart. And if you look at it from the chakra perspective, you have the heart center, and then there's three chakras below it. Again, you have the heart center, and you have three chakras above it. So when I center myself, I need to come into my heart. And it's really important to just literally even press your chest. And above the, the heart area is the, the thymus gland, and you can even tap, tap on your chest. And what that does is it boosts your immunity and it boosts your white blood cells around your body and that creates uh, more healing for your body. It also acts as a protection. You can cover and block a lot of energy just from doing that. 
You're doing it from the perspective of the body with activating the thymus glands, and you're also doing it on the etheric level where you're you're creating a block for your body. And that is like a an anchor. Another anchor you can do externally is having contemplation, constantly reflecting, connecting with like-minded beings. And we all do that through the resistance website. We connect with others like us, and we do that also in other channels in our in our physical reality. Just taking time out for yourself. There are times where you just need to be on your own, and you need to take time out for you. And just not, you know, this is a very um, deep level of experience when you're going on a spiritual journey. So sometimes you need to remember your sense of humor. You really need to remember to laugh, and you don't know how healing it is to just take time out, to just laugh and, you know, be yourself. And like I said before, it's really good to be one with nature. So I also want to ask these one, couple of questions to people. And it really feels like we need to start connecting with ourselves. So I want people to ask themselves, are you inside your inner power? What does that mean? Are you inside your 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 inner power? Are you inside your 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 center? Because what you are doing on the external perspective is you're constantly attracting, going after that external power. And how this was done in the past and manipulated um, for beings was by putting deities in front of them, you know, or putting religion, just putting things, sort of like idolizing, right? And just making us stuck in that energy. We need to pull that back. We need to come back into our power and anchor ourselves. Also, by being inside your power, you're no longer getting uh, pulled by the current, by the external energy, because that's what it is. It's just a current. And you're not stressed. You're not, um, you know, you're not being pushed around. You're in your center. You're in your power. You can move around with ease, and nothing will afflict you. So this takes with regular practice. And again, come into your heart. That is where you need. When, I, when people hear the term, go within, go within, what does that mean? Like, that's the first thing that I ask myself. Like, what, I used to ask myself, what does that mean exactly? And someone uh, explained it to me. It is a method of dropping from your mind. Dropping your consciousness from your mind to your heart. Because every single organ, every single chakra center, every single aspect of your body is constantly communicating with you. So when you drop from your mind to your heart, your heart has a consciousness. It speaks. And you know this. This is something I don't have to tell you. You feel this. You know this. And it becomes your anchor. And when you do this, in in the future you'll find when you are in your heart consciousness, whenever there's a being in front of you, whether if it's in your physical reality or in the astral world, if anything they're telling you or, or, or teaching you, or what, if it doesn't resonate with your heart, you're not going to be turned on by it. And at this point, at this point in the game, when there's all this shift going on on this planet, I feel that we need to constantly be at the center. And the heart is also an anagram for Earth. So when we connect and heal our heart, this anchor, we're connecting and healing the earth. And we're doing it from an individual perspective. 
singular. That is my mission. That's my job, to take care of me. And it's the same idea in an airplane. I have to take in, uh, if there's an emergency, I have to take in air for myself first before I can help others. So many of us, awakened ones, want to be healers. I want to be a healer. I want to heal. Okay, heal you. Heal your heart. You know, activate your chakras. Become conscious of it. Start using methods to get the serpent energy, the kundalini, moving through the chakras. Create a micro-orbit uh, around your body. Circulate that energy, which will uh, activate your organs and heal your organs on a daily basis. And you're doing this with a breath, a conscious awareness of the breath. Then you will eventually be able to heal others. And many of us can do it just in our own presence. Or we'll do it with our hands. And I believe, I heard somewhere that there's 29 compartments in the, within the brain that are connected to your hands. And that is like the largest um, part with the brain, that it has all of this compartments just for the hands alone. That means when there is this energy stored that's cycling and it's, and it's storing in the crown chakra, you will know. And simply, you will know where to go when you start to become a healer. You'll know where to feel um, the pain in others. But also, again, you have to help others learn that or activate it within themselves because we are just external representations. When one activates and awakens, you are an external representation of what others need to do within themselves as well. And this is another thing that I recognize in my personal experience, people just showing up and helping others, you know, with good intentions, obviously, but they're not teaching others how they can do that. And that is sort of like a, a, a universal law that you'll figure out eventually, that you need to, this, all of this, it's sort of like breathing, having this uh, prana, this energy, it's breathing. Breathing is, is, is available to all beings. So healing is available to all beings. I can't sit and act as a healer but I'm not teaching another being how to heal themselves. That is not, uh, that's not serving them at all. I'm just creating an, an attachment. And that's the thing at this point. We need to not have attachments. I don't want physical attachments and I don't want energetic attachments because I'm all about staying light. And that's how it is now. We need to stay light in the game here. We need to all be light and we need to all, you know, transcend this. So if I'm acting as this healer, and I'm not giving other beings their power. I'm creating attachments. Maybe I might have to come back in another life and handle this, you know, and 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 purge this. So this is um, this is a recent thing. I have to, you know, I have to communicate and re reflect on that. At this point, I can't have any being believing me, right, to be uh, something external from themselves. I need everyone to recognize that that anything that they resonate with from within me. It's actually you're connecting with an aspect of you. So we are all externally attracting one another, and we are externally connecting with one another. But what you recognize that is something that's external of you, that, that is an aspect of you that you need to connect with. You need to bring it back within. And once you recognize that inner power, which is what I was talking about, and you become an anchor, then you need to develop spiritual maturity, which is this aspect of you that knows that at this point, it's bigger than me. It ain't about me. This is all bigger than us. 
that we need to all be in service to one another and in service to this planet. We become sort of like custodians, and that's what most of the Aboriginal and Native cultures were. They were custodians of this planet. And what they wanted to do was to not even leave any imprint of their existence to leave it for the next generation. They always have to think of their children's children. That's how they say it. I have to think of my children's children. So someone did think about us. I guarantee you that because there's a, there's a lot of monuments that are left here. There's a lot of information that's left here for us to connect with. But we're not here to create deities to worship that, you know. Like I need, I can't run to the Sphinx and believe, oh, the Sphinx is uh, 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 something that I need to worship. No, someone put that there to connect the dots to figure out exactly what that is. And I'm not going to find it on an external level. I will find it within me. Because even if you look at it from another perspective, what we see is a projection of what I see inside my head, in the back of my eyes. So anything that's outside of me, it's actually being shown to me within me. So anything that you look at externally, it's actually you've already seen it inside. So any of these external energies, that you are seeing, whether if it's a being that you're connecting with, it's actually an aspect of you. And what we're doing now is we're harmonizing the masculine and the feminine. And in the body, it is the alkaline and the acidic. And we're bringing it into the middle. Now, you can't be too alkaline, because that's not good for you at the same time. And you can't be too acidic. You need to be in the middle. You need a bit of acidity to break down certain foods. And it's the same thing on an energetic level. You can't be too feminine because we've been that way and the masculine energy has to come and take over. And we can't be too masculine, which is what we are right now. We're too masculine. So it's a matter of balancing both. And that's what we're doing right now. We're coming into alignment. So when we do that, we heal many aspects of ourselves. And it's the same thing with the kundalini energy. What it's doing is it's balancing the masculine and the feminine, the masculine and the feminine, and coming back to its center. So I'm just going to take a moment and see. Um, I believe that Seven's ready to come in. I'm just going to, again, let everyone know the number to call in is 347-996-5688. And you can also post your questions on the resistance chat box, and you can also post it on the Block Talk Radio chat box. And we also have people that are waiting to uh, to have their questions answered. So you, you will, we will get to that as well. So just give me one moment. Okay, so I'll be um, bringing in Seven to the show. Hold on, Seven, you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. Am I coming through clear? Uh, yep, you're clear. Okay, excellent. It's just wonderful being uh, here today. And, uh, of course, I'm in the studio with uh, Carlos and uh, Pablo, Mr. Spirit Matter, and Luis, and we're actually recording this, so there'll be a live recording of this up on the live stream a little bit later on. But right now, Pablo is also uh, about to click into the live stream line with uh, with the hyperdimensional media DJ. And what that is is that all of the information that we're going to be bringing across, illustrations, movie clips, et cetera, will be coming through the live stream. And we're just going to give that our first demo today so everyone bear with us. 
Today's show is, of course, about ancient energy, and so we're going to be going into many of the mysteries or many of the secrets or what they call the ebony box, which is uh, a box that is symbolic of anyone who understands the deeper mysteries that they're supposed to keep it secret. However, we're, because we're living in a new age and there is no more of the secrets that were being kept in the old age because most of the knowledge has either been lost or been profaned, it is, oppor- it is now our opportunity to actually bring the knowledge back cohesive for everyone. And in this, I wanted to first start off by saying something that I woke up with. Well, I wasn't even awake yet. I was half asleep early this morning, and I got a, a, a deep transmission about communication and the connection that is necessary for communication. And how it came to me was it's very interesting that it's very interesting that what we find is, is that in our personal connection, uh, if everyone could just hold the line for me real briefly, I need to uh, adjust something here. Okay, um, they, okay, sorry about that. Uh, we had some issues in the studio real quick that I wanted to get cleared up before we kind of started. We got about 45 minutes to an hour in this, and uh, we're going to be traveling through a lot of consciousness. So here we go. So basically what this connection is really about is um, it's very interesting because when you really look at it, they say that we're all connected. But yet we don't understand each other, and we don't understand each other. So how is it that we can all be connected, but we don't understand each other? And so when I looked at that in particular, what I started to really understand was that it doesn't matter what you think is going on and what you think is happening. It only matters if it equals a full transition, if it equals a full cycle where you can actually connect your ladder, where you can begin to manifest what it is that you believe in. Or you have to change your beliefs. You're constantly adjusting your beliefs to, as they say, accomplish your next life being complete happiness. And the reason is because many of us are on the line on the phone and stuff today because we've found discrepancies and discomforts within this world. And what that's ultimately led us to is it's led us to be active at wanting to fix that. And many of us are looking to for our next life and our next interim in existence because we know existence is immortality, it's eternity, it never ends. What we want to do is we want to ensure that the next one is going to be better. Since we've even learned what better and worse is now, we've come so far. And so I started to think about it and I said, you know what? Since our body is the, micros- uh, the microcosmic map for not only our planet but also, also the universe, in many parts of the universe, is it that because Earth's land masses have been broke apart that that's how also our connection is? And, of course, we, we talked about how the ley lines and things that connected in major areas were broke or uh, stones were put there to, to, to intersect the communication or disrupt the communication. And so there's just what's happening. And so what's been happening on the planet is that there's been a major disconnection with the whole. And so what we've actually come to at this point is is that 
When you look in history, real history, you find that there was a place that they called Pangea. And what this place was is they said all the land masses were actually connected. And so what ended up happening is is that when those land masses begin to break apart, then that means that our whole consciousness and our whole unity of nations and people that were together, all of that began to break apart. And this is where I started to realize, just like some of these mystery books that I've been reading lately talk about, is that there would eventually be a return by all people to what they call their motherland, no matter how long it took, because most people were from the south. Most people started off, just like they say uh, the hell is located on the southern region, or, you know, they have all these demonizing that they do to all growth process that don't seem to be laying and having fun in the sun or something of that nature. But the fact is is that things began in the South, in the Asiatic, Oriental, African areas. And so people in migrating from that point out into the rest of the world started to get onto the islands that were, well, even still called it the island because it's a landmass that spoke off from the major landmass. And, of course, one of these major islands was called Atlantis. But what happened was is that they started to basically see that there was other places to go, and they left their motherland, fatherland. And when doing that and going into the north, they say that ultimately as the cycle completes itself totally, in the north there will be glaciers just like what you see in the far north now, but ultimately that that whole area would freeze up and it would force people through a whole cycle to eventually go back south. And then they would reestablish their connection and then they would know already what consciousness is because consciousness is not something that you should have to try to be. It's something that you should be already. So in our major disconnection and going abroad to discover, because many people go to discover, is the grass greener on the other side? We've discovered many things, but mainly that it still was never as good as the first time. It was never as good as when it was in perfection, because when it's in perfection, when it's in 360 degrees, from that point, it starts to go into imperfection. If it cannot remain in balance. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how to remain in balance and what are the ancient symbols for balance. Now, the interesting part about this particular construct is that they made it very simple, despite how people want to argue. There's only a zero and a one here. The next integer, which we would like to call three, is in itself a birth of those two. So just to get into master knowledge, you want to just deal with the one and the zero. They're complete opposites, the male, the female, the north, the south. The, stri- the straight line and the curve. And that's where we're going to talk about, what we're going to talk about is this straight line and this curve. What happens is, is that the most powerful symbols that ever could exist are just those two, straight line and the curve, and how they differ from one another. Because the interesting thing about the straight line is, is that the straight line can be only a straight line. If it bends, it becomes a curve no matter what degree it bends on. So we call the straight line is like number one. It's fixed. It's never going to change. But if you notice in all the mysteries, they talk, talk deeply about the arc, and they talk deeply about the arc meaning a curve, not uh, actual uh, chest. But in this case, an arc or a curve. And they talk about these curves, and they talk about it in a feminine nature and how that the 
the man's advent and the woman's advent into this world, or the human being's advent, which is easier to understand because the human being is androgynous. I can prove to you right now that the human being is still androgynous from the status that on an individual's, if they look at their body, you see that the body consists of all curves. And so these curves are the flesh, and the flesh is is uh, uh, feminine. And we found this out many times through different things, but for once and for all, the flesh is feminine. No matter if you're in a male body or a female body, the flesh is considered feminine. Because the flesh can also be terminated very easy, so the feminine and masculine has a lot to do with strength. If you notice, in the, in, in exemplary, the exemplary strength of man is still prevalent within how he's capable of, of, of working out and growing himself. She could do this mentally, physically, and spiritually, and woman can also, but if you start to differentiate these beings, you're going to get lost on the next concept, which is understanding that we're still androgynous. And how this works is that we're encased in this feminine body. And then inside of us is a spirit. And we already discovered that spirits move in straight lines. They only can move in straight lines. And so what happens here is, is that this spirit that is actually inside of us is similar to a pole, or similar to the masculine one. And then the, the flesh is wrapped around that, and that's what's creating this generation. It's creating this generator. And on so many levels that they explain in the deeper knowledge that there's a combustion that goes on because this spirit is just hot. It's that its purpose. It's just there, and it's hot, and it's actually surrounded by 70% water which is creating a combustion. And that combustion is spiraling us and giving us this spiral uh, uh, field, in which is powering us and giving us energy. So that's how the masculine and feminine are working in conjunction in a person's body. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about how these people begin to mess up the, mis- mis- the mysteries and not tell secrets. And what that's gotten us now is that everyone is confused. We're mad at this. We're mad at that. We don't know who to blame. We don't know if we want to go. We don't know if we want to stay. There's all that going on, but this is the perfect time for us to let go of that. And I will let everyone know on this line that my only obligation is truth. My obligation is not to make you happy. It's not to make you stay on the resistance. It's not any of that but truth. So at any point you can't handle the truth, then that's something that's on you, but I have to bring it forward because that's how I exist and that's how I live because the truth is pure. The more junk DNA or junk information that you have, it doesn't allow you, no matter if you want to show them those DNA, uh, those DNA uh, videos, this will actually be up on live stream. I've got some excellent DNA videos that show you the rewriting of the DNA and how the DNA replicates. So what happens is if you put any bad data in the DNA, DNA it's going to start replicating that bad DNA everywhere or bad information everywhere. And so now we have to clean up the information because it's obvious that the bad information is now infesting individuals, and that's why they don't know any of the stuff that we're talking about right now. Or the ones that do know feel like it's in their best interest to keep it secret. So what happens is is that if you notice with any generator, there is the pole, once again, in the center, and then there's a spiral, just like you see in the DNA around it, and that makes up the generator. It needs both of those two pieces. And then everything can be made from that. So what's actually been happening is is that when you see the circular motion, the circular motion is perfect. the, The spiral motion is perfect. It's not elliptical. Because when elliptical uh, spiraling begins to occur, there's a loss in energy. 
And so it's important to understand that any time there is a, a whole universe operating on an elliptical orbit, it means that there's going to be uh, uh, the energy is, is not going to be conserved properly. And if there's anything about our planet that we understand is the, the large amount of waste from the plastic mount, mountains and computer mountains and toilet paper and all of this stuff and tires that we keep wasting is just accumulating and we could be even using that as another form of energy if we let the intelligent people who've already invented the devices have their way to turn plastic back into pure energy or use hydrogen, etc. So all these things are not being used because of there's something to be done. So people need to understand that that's what the resistance is actually here for, is to remove the individuals that do not allow, don't, do not want to allow this grand breakthrough that always used to be a part of how we existed to not come through. Because the fact is that just as your own self, your own person, you don't owe anybody anything. Nobody can tell you what to do. It's, those type of ideas are, are communist. The fact is that everyone is born free just like the many of these animals that are in the wild. They're free. Nobody tells the animal, hey, you're going to go sit in that tree today, and you're not going to leave here anymore, and you're going to stop making that noise. You're going to stop tweeting. See, that's not how we were made to exist. So any ideas of doing that to us are from the negative aspect of our creativity. Because the creativity, as we're seeing here on the DNA uh, stream, is actually what begins to make up more options and more possibilities. This more, more options, more possibilities, more information, more data, more experience. What this actually does is it begins to expand. It begins to expand a part of us. So in the case of our world, more information, more possibilities, et cetera, would expand our whole planet. On a physical, spiritual level, our planet would actually begin to get larger. But when there's ignorance about, like something of the nature of the moon, when it's pulling energy, pulling energy, pulling energy, it would actually cause our planet to get smaller. So remember, ignorance makes things smaller. And this could be easier to see with a computer because when a computer needs to hold data, when it starts to accumulate more data and more data, now you need more magnets. You need more space. And when you get that space, well, actually, let me, let me refer to that. Actually, uh, sorry. There's a lot of visualizations going on here, and I'm paying attention to the visualizations. And the fact is, is that when you get that space, then you're able to operate better. You're able to remember more. And that's also what I started to experience in my life, that a great part of why I may start, be starting to get a little forgetful is because I need to expand further than the small space that I'm being allotted right now. And that's happening with a lot of us. It's like we're giants. We're beautiful beings, large spirits ready to do well for the planetary system, but we have this other guy in this courthouse that's saying, hey, you know, I want to do it the old way, and here's the laws and rules. Here's Hammurabi's code, and don't do any wrong, and live your life nice, and we'll give you something once you leave. It makes no sense. So the fact of the matter is, is that many of us have grown weary under the strains of someone who clearly doesn't understand how to manage the earth properly. Because even what we've learned up until this point has now guided us into understanding that this energy system is existent everywhere and we could be benefiting off of it. And so there's no reason for us to sit back and be happy and be nice to everyone if that's not, if that's not going on. Meaning that if we have all these people that have invented all these things that could help us and we have this energy that's drawn within our body that we just need a little bit more instruction on, on how to use it, and then we have our family and, uh, and family members and friends dying around us of stuff, stuff that they need that is already available to us, 
and then we can't even get a hold of that, then what comes next? What normally comes next for most people is they run back to their God dog and they keep asking it to do something for them, and it never did. Because it wasn't even, there's, there's such a misunderstanding with the, the individuals who are bringing out the knowledge. Now, they're confusing the ones who were only allowed to build for the priests. Meaning that every, there's, a, there's everything working in unison, but when someone attempts to take over another person's position and they're not, they're not equipped to do that, then there's going to be a falling of the whole structure, or it may never even get completed. We were built as, in the beginning, to all assist one another with our abilities and skills, and everyone has something different to offer. What Christianity has done is Christianity has brought a division scheme even within their own ranks. There's no, there's no more division than what you see in Christianity with Presbyterian, Baptist, Methodist, AME, etc. And so these are people that are supposed to be believing in the same thing, but they're even divided. And then they take all of the individuals that are involved with them and divide them from the other religions that are also divided within. And then we act like we're going to get anywhere doing that because we're ashamed to say something about our own idea of what's protecting us. Meaning that I was thinking last night, looking very deeply into these words of what we're using to describe our totality and our supreme these words have no attachment to anything to do with energy, such words as God. Such These words never are specific enough to get you deeply into energy. And the fact is, is that getting into energy because it is everything is just as complex as some of the most intelligent things you can embark on on the planetary system. So one could not expect it to be just straightforward and open and not have many different things that one had to go through in order to completely comprehend it. And the reality that you're actually living in in actuality is actually one of those, the zero-one nature, the curve and the straight line. Because how it works is you begin as a spirit, so you begin as a straight line. And from that point in your experience, you begin to bend until you become a straight line again. And as you're bending, each bend, as you would see with any type of, uh, of, of direction, each bend will cause you to get to a different place. So very simply, if you're looking at, at a, um, a straight line and then you begin to bend it, if you're on a compass, that's called a degree. When something is bent a slight degree, it then changes. It's not a straight line anymore, but then it's headed in another direction. So, of course, if you've been 30 degrees, if you've been 90 degrees, if you've been 447 degrees, it's all going to be a different different direction. And what's actually happening in our, our multiple existences is that we're gaining all of these degrees. Now, notice the term degree is not just used in masonry. It's used also in school. Oh, I got my college degree. So the fact is is that what they were, again, the knowledge has been profane, but they were calling themselves traveling men because they weren't just traveling around the world. They were traveling around the universe because the knowledge was still prevalent of how to exactly do that before someone decided to take it in and monopolize off of it to 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 uh to reign as supreme lord over other individuals that didn't know anything about it or were on their first stages of learning it. And so now it's all jargled. And so now anytime someone starts to talk about the secrets and the ancient mysteries, it gets confused with someone else's misinformation about those mysteries. And then there's there's an argument and then that's it. One person tunes out, ah, I don't want to listen to this anymore. We're talking about degree. Sounds like masonry. 
the fact is, is that before all of these, these units existed, 300,000 years ago, they were already finding skulls that were showing that mankind had already achieved a higher level of intellect. And that this level of intellect that we're on right now is not the premium one. It's the stage of darkness. So, we move out of this darkness into the light. And then back into the darkness and into the light and back into the darkness into the light because that's the problem with everyone now is they keep saying, well, we have to be good. And then there's other ones that we have to do bad. We have to balance out the ones that only want to be good. And, and still not getting that actually is everyone's own responsibility to determine what balance they need of things. And we're not talking about bad and good like good and evil. We're talking about a circle and a straight line. We're talking about a degree and a straight line. Like how much change do you need in your life? and when you need to stay uh, focused and when you need to stay solid at a certain point. So this is what your whole existence and the, the fact is, is that the humans can keep coming around this cycle for a really, really long time, and so it doesn't even matter if a person wants to listen to what I have to say today because I won't be here in this world this next lifetime because the knowledge that I'm attempting to bring to everyone at this point is exactly how to get you on this higher level of consciousness so that you can go ahead and start discovering what's going on in the galaxy and in the universe and with the rest of the beings that you've been disconnected from that you keep imagining that maybe you live there or maybe those exist, etc. It's all, a, nothing can kill you. So from that point, understand how far you can go. That was the thing, like, they say Pythagoras only hit the second level of his initiation because he was afraid of his third level of initiation. And this is the one that they have, that they're, they're utilizing all his knowledge to teach them everything. And he didn't even go past the second degree. So what this means is, is that when it came time to lay it down, drop the flesh, he was incapable of doing that because he loved his flesh so, so much. And that that whole worship of matter was out of balance because it did not contain the the uh, the power of the spirit. As they say, you can actually look in the death and with no fear, you know it's your transition point. Now they have everyone here afraid to die, and so thus they're afraid to go through what's called a near-death experience, which is basically the same thing. And so basically, I wanted to uh, talk today about this passageway that I discovered that was going on, that and that we were truly acolytes, and that we would we were actually uh, in charge of transportation for spirits, and I'll explain this to you. What happens is the reason why it's so important for you to breathe, and this is how, this will let you know the 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 ideas of the universe, how I, how the universe is brilliant. It doesn't care what you're going through and how you're going through it because that's already perfected that you'll eventually get on the higher cycle. What it cares about is that whether you'll be in use or not. And so it's actually equipped us with something that gives us purpose, which is we actually are the portal for spirits with our breath. And that's why man, woman, try not to take a breath and see what happens and then ask me, are you depending on spirit? Because the whole foundation of man is built on the elementals. He can't, man can't live without the sun. Man and woman can't live without the sun. Man and woman can't live without water, go without water for a certain period. Man and woman can't go without breath either. So how are we independent? 
So it lets us know, okay, that's out of my ignorance. That's out of my, my, uh, my extreme pride. That's out of my imbalance. The fact is, is that I need to learn more about these elements because they are actually taking care of me and I don't even know who they are and what they're doing. They're just involved in doing it. So where we're at now is, is that we see that what the breath does is the breath is responsible for taking a spirit the spirit will travel through the person, and they'll breathe out, and then another person will breathe that air in, and that spirit will travel through that person, and it will keep going. Now, what governs whether what spirit comes out is the attitude of the individual. So if the individual is angry, and they're yelling, la, 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 all that's coming out of their mouth are all the negative spirits that have to keep traveling. They have to keep moving. And so... That's what the deeper level of this is. So when also, when, when certain, uh, certain spirits are very strong, so when a person yawns, the spirit actually makes other person, knows that the person that's looking at him, it goes right into them. They yawn too. Oh, and that's why we actually yawn. So when, are, when is someone going to come forward bringing the truth that we actually need that's applicable for us to get to this higher level instead of all these people out here just interviewing everyone and, 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 and talking about how it's the grand transition is supposed to be coming. Man, 2012 is around the corner. If nothing has happened by now, I suggest we start making a move towards figuring out what else we need to do. So we did. I discovered that the tree of life and what it was and its connected connection to the spirit molecule and that how those who had, had, had ingested it could see and that was a positive thing for certain individuals and a negative thing for other individuals. And that's why it was said, do not touch it because the level of power and energy in which you can exert into the reality from this secret of something that has been existing here since the, you know, the indigenous were running around with it, it became an issue. So man, it got to a point where man couldn't, man and woman couldn't even be trusted with what was going to get them out of here. So what this turned into is it turned into what we're looking at now, where everyone is stagnant. A lot of people are around each other and depending on money. Like, oh, man, I need some money or I can't go here. I need some money or I can't do this. And everyone's like, I want to do this big thing for my life and I want to go out and I want to heal myself, but I need some money. So the fact is, it's still understand the transition. Everyone will be coming. Like Africa doesn't have any ley lines. I mean, any uh, excuse me, it doesn't have any fault lines. So Africa will not be crumbling and, and cold and shaking like the rest of the world when they need the dependency of their father and mother again, the ones who actually birthed them. So they say, okay, we're all children of the Adam. That's what they say in the X-Men. Then they start the Bible off with Adam. But we know that Adam is the molecule with a limitless, uh, limitless amount of energy. You split it, and it explodes into more than you can handle. And so we're derivatives of that. And that was cultivated in one place. That was the original seed. And so where we're at now is that any time they start talking about Adam, and any time they everyone's been trying to take credit for for the Adam, like they, I created Adam. So who's the first person to say, I created Adam? The first, the God of the Bible, the first God that's speaking, El Shaddai, who is Saturn, who is Sut, who is Set, says, I created Adam. So we say, okay, well, maybe you did. But then another God jumps up. Jupiter jumps up and he says, I created it. But then you say, well, Jupiter, how could you create 
man when you're still the son of Saturn. Oh, well, everyone's not supposed to know that. <laughs> so what happens is, is that when we die, when we die physically here on this planetary system, will we not join the same people that already came here before? Like the past, the, the, the ancestors, etc. wherever they went, will we not be going there? Of course. So that was always known to everyone is that, hey, we will meet up with who we are again. So even if this life may be troublesome, it doesn't matter because I will be going to where the people that are like me are, where my trees grow up. And so this is where it became very important to understand how to make your tree grow. It became very important to understand that you, you were a seed, but it's never guaranteed that every seed becomes a tree. And your responsibility is, is to make sure that your atom, quote unquote, learns how to implode, split, create, foundation, learn how to do all that. That's on you. And however long it took, they had already created this environment where the elementals were more than willing to assist in helping that transition come about. So people need to understand right now there's a push. There's a push for the, the imploding or the negative implosion of our reality because we are not exactly prepared for that. Humanity is not exactly prepared to be in the near-death experience. They won't even know what's going on. That's why the quest of life was to go through these experiences so it would be like normal. Once you die, you're like, oh, man, finally. Oh, my goodness, the cord is not connected. I can go so fast. But the fact of the matter is, is that the push here is to try to dumb people down and then get them to exit their bodies, and then just by universal law, they go to a lower frequency because that's the frequency they correspond to. Then they make up the, the foundation for whoever can build on top of that that's an architect, whether it's through Kabbalah, whether it's through whatever. There's many systems to build reality. So what we see is the Internet was started. Now, I'll tell you one thing about it. The United States is ace in the hole. Like people are counting the United States out right now. It's so funny. They don't even understand the level of knowledge that was moving through the United States all the time. And they're just underestimating all of what's going on because they're getting, for better lack of words, Jedi mind tricked. Here's the thing about the United States that, that many people are not realizing directly. They own the Internet. The United States government owns the Internet because they understood a long time ago that all of the economy of a country depended on its landmass and its resources. And then once its land masses and resources were used up, then they pretty much be screwed, and then that would be the fall of their empire. So the United States and all the people who developed it said, hey, I got a better idea. Let's create a virtual world. Let's have virtual real estate that nobody really owns. All they do is they just pay for it, but they don't own it. That's what's happening. So look, if you go to www.whatever.com, even your own website, do you actually own that website? No. You pay monthly or yearly for it, and if they want it back, they can get it. So what kind of epiphany is that? Now they're selling people this. So then, as the world's connected to it, whether it's China, whether it's India, whether it's Dubai, whether it's all the major superpowers that they've been talking about, they're, oh, they're going to take over things. It's not going to happen. Because the fact of the matter is, is that their commerce and everything still depends on the Internet. And if for some reason it doesn't work, the whole thing falls apart, the whole world. Now, 
The other thing about the United States is that all the, the major companies that operate the Internet are all being run from the United States through people who have been trained there. They train the highest levels of technicians and engineers, period. Even if you go to the other countries, they're trained on one level. As they always say, you can go get, like, a, a person, a tech, a tech from the U.S., and then you have him manage your overseas team because they, they're very expensive, but they know how to project manage. And those people, they lack project management. So what you really have going on here is you have where we have to get ready to prevent just an all-out confusing and, and, and all-out uh, war by showing these people that we can make communication on another level. Because the other thing about the Internet is that the more people actually connect on the Internet, it actually makes the reality smaller. It makes the Internet bigger. Look how big the Internet's gotten. So it makes the Internet bigger, and it makes our world smaller as people don't go anywhere, they don't move around, their energy doesn't move around, and they sit in front of the computer, and then they do this all day, and then there's more people getting online, and then people, they don't even date anymore. They just sit and chat, and then if they want some sexual experience, maybe they go look at some porn, and then they go to sleep. I'm just telling you what happens with people now. So what's happening is this Internet's growing, and our world is getting smaller. That's why they're calling it the internal net. That's why they call it the Ethernet. It kind of gets a person prepared in certain ways to just deal with being an ethereal being, not a physical being. In a physical world, you're not even, you're using your body. You're going out, you're running, you're jumping, you're doing basketball, you're doing all of that. So if you go to a virtual world, you don't need that body anymore. So this, again, this computer is a masculine push to once again remove the feminine. And so that's why we're working with a little time. Like, my ideas are not to hold people up on the Internet listening to me at all. Like, I'm way more calculated than that. My ideas are to get the network to where it starts to snowball and then keep turning people on to what's going to make them unplug. And then when they unplug in the reality, they start linking with other individuals that are also unplugged because we have geometric, geographically linked them. And then they begin to grow in their environments and repair what's going on and create a linking system where a human is the hot spot. And I had this very interesting experience last night I was, as I was laying in bed. My, a lot of my crystals were across the room. And then a voice came to me and said, you can link with your crystals now. They're just right there. And you know, like I know, that, man, they're everywhere. Because when you're in the higher frequency, you can see stuff coming off the crystals. It's amazing. So you know that that's going on while you're laying there. So what I do is I tap into this crystal because I know exactly what it looks like because I know what all my crystals look like. And lo and behold, I started to feel the sensation in my chakras. And I said, this is amazing. Here we are again with another major revelation that the actual weekend link, link from individuals, and we can become the crystal grid, the real one. But to do these things, it takes to be learned. You have to be versed. As they even say, those people who like to believe in the Bible say, Moses, you knew everything about the wisdom of the Egyptians. What are they saying? This is even the, the Bible that actually talks against what the Egyptians are doing. But then the, their main patriarch, they say, he has to learn everything from them, though. Always watch things like that closely. But the fact of the matter is, is that this wisdom was about geometrics. It was about the degrees. It was about the planets. And it was, it was stellar. 
See, the thing is, this is a stellar, stellar, uh, what they call a stellar cult, a lunar cult, and a solar cult. The stellar beings did have any, they had no appearance like human beings. And that's what they say. The preliminaries of Earth back then, the preliminaries of Earth did not include what we're calling the human now. It included very powerful beings that were of, of, of a great, um, just many different uh, types of forms. Like stuff that would just baffle you if you looked at it. But by the conclusion of Earth's cycle, because actually if you see that this next cycle we're going in, everyone's going to realize that there's this multidimensional being and they have all these forms and shapes. But towards the end of the cycle, before the, before the inhabitants realize that, they think everything is a man. <laughs> As we're looking at it, they even think their God is a man. As we're looking at each other here, sitting here, we're like, oh man, that's just a, a, a person just like me. But if you notice when you're in a high vibration and then you look at someone, you see an entirely different thing. So that's letting us know the nature of this reality has to be adjusted to. We have to understand that all of what we need is really here with us now. And so let me go uh, really briefly over, uh, I'm going to let, I'm going to let uh, Kayomun come in real quick and uh, let me know if there's any questions. I know we have just a little bit of time in the conversation. Yeah, uh, Seven, yeah, there's no questions. I've been keeping an eye out for that. So there's no questions um, on the chat boxes. And um, and I don't see anyone um, putting their hand up for, for the switchboard for calls. So, um, you know, if you want to go ahead and maybe add, um, I think you were saying Louise and Pablo wanted to interact with the show today or okay uh definitely i also want to let people know because uh we're trying to get a lot more exposure to the resistance and to the website etc and it does help that after the show just so i mention it now so i don't forget after the show there's like an advertisement and if you push one or whatever it's asking and then you can just push it and just hang up you don't have to listen to it what they actually do is they feature or maybe you may have to listen to it just a little bit but if they actually feature this show on the first page of Blog Talk Radio, and so that helps a lot in getting the exposure out to more people. But let's uh, let's just get right into um, these preliminaries. And I wanted to talk about this because it's very close to our word preliminary. It means the, the phases that come before the big thing. And so these preliminaries are the small lights or the small gods or the small beings with power that are there before the larger power begins to come into play. And so we just went through a complete phase of preliminaries where you had all these people that come up and saying, I am God and I am this and this and this and this. And even though they may have felt like that and there's no reason why you could tell you should tell them they're not, the fact is is that what they were able to produce in this world was only a certain thing that you need to keep updating. I was watching Time Machine last night, and the guy got so upset because after he got to the future, he found out that everyone had ended up submitting to what they call them the uh, Murlocs, which is, of course, the Marduk is what they're saying. But that people were so not into studying, they were just allowing it to happen. They were walking around, they were in this utopian environment, eating food off the tree, but they didn't know anything about how to extract uh, uh, the, the ayahuasca, they didn't understand anything about that, but they were basically trapped within like a paradise that they had created which just consisted of no work. 
Because my, many people when going to the jungle, they say, oh, man, it's too dense. Oh, man, there's too many animals here. Oh, I'm getting bit. So all of that way of being, and what I started to notice is, is that it's very good at times that even if you have the abilities not to, like maybe you have a, a, a someone that's helping you in the house or you don't have to clean, et cetera, to do it. Or to go and do some deep cleaning, even if you, you know, you don't even have to do any of this stuff, to start doing things that you don't, you're not even really, uh, you really have to do, but it actually begins to train your physical, your flesh, your, your spirit, your feminine side. It begins to train your feminine side so that it starts to help your masculine side. Because that's all about we're putting on the dimension. We're put on the dimension that we're still this pole, and we're hot, and we have all this energy, but we need the coil to generate the energy. And so with many individuals, and that's why the serpent started to get confused for woman, because the coil, the coil nature of the woman's energy in her womb and having all these, these uh, abilities, basically, that the man was in search of that. Now, it looks like the reality that we've been put in is we can do this on two levels. Not only if we choose to be with someone, if we don't choose to be with someone, that's on that's on the individual. But you can do this internally with your Kundalini system, and you can do this externally with having a a, a partner that is calibrated for you, and that is understanding and understanding how to uh, how to get into this higher state of consciousness. Because that energy work, and all families and households need energy work more than anything, because the large amount of energy is being pulled by this these electronics. And as I said, it's very clear who's behind all of this. It's just about what we're going to do to remove them. And I want to explain a couple of these pictures that were here. You see King Shishak actually um, bound. And you see the hieroglyph for the Jewish people. And the Jewish was not, as we see in the excerpt that I also quote, the Jewish was not um, a particular color. It wasn't just the Jewish people you see in Israel. Jewish meant you worship the God Jew. That was it. And I also put the etymology and I put the charts and everything there for people to understand. So it appears that once people started to worship Jew, that's when there began division. That's when there began all of what we're really looking at now. And this doesn't mean go back and worship what became before then because back then it wasn't about worshiping. It was about, like they say, in the deeper books, it's the Egyptians weren't worshiping the stars, or the people that inhabited Egypt before what we're calling the Egyptians about there were not worshiping stars, they were not worshiping the moon, they were not using worshiping the sun. They had a complete understanding of the whole thing. And they understood it to be in themselves, and that their whole advent of being here was to create. That's it. Because you have more than enough to create with. And as you see in some of the Hindu, uh, the Hindu and the Brahmic paintings, you see there was multiple worlds that were created that are still alive and functioning right now. And those multiple worlds were able to be visited by an individual in a higher state of consciousness, and they could go into those worlds. And that's what many of us are experiencing now in our dreams. We go in this world, and we're trying to teach people certain things. And then we tell them things, and they tell us things, and we leave. Those are the, all the multiple dimensions that were created. And so what's really, what it's really about now, especially for the Western world, is about being able to stay on a level where these, this type of communication is not intermittent, that you don't get disconnected. Because how a person would get disconnected is that in, in associating with things that are of a disconnected mentality, meaning that if it's not 24-7, 
total knowledge, if it's only one part, if it's just my story, this is my good story, and I'm here to save everything, that, those type of stories lack components. First of all, they don't contain things that you need to even really know to get to the higher level of consciousness. You have to know many things about nature. Nature is your nurturer. It is your mother. If you don't know about your mom, how could you, where, where are you really going? And this is what people have to really understand is happening. So sometimes it takes a defeat in the mind where the mind is just arguing. It's just, it's just keeping up a lot of ruckus. Now, that's not true. Well, I think it's that way, but a little bit different, blah, blah. But all of that doesn't make a difference if you are out into, if you're into action. See, thinking about it, wondering if it's okay, keeps you from making the move of doing it. Like many individuals are over there ready to come down to Costa Rica, but they're like, man, I don't know if I should really, really come. I just... Uh, maybe I need to wait some more time. You're only wasting your own time. You're only stopping you getting to a higher level. So that's the nature of the beast. That's the nature of what is infecting people is that what will free them, they can't recognize it from that will keep them blinded. So, as we see in this picture here, there's an arrow in this man's throat, meaning he's not allowed to say anything. And his hands are binded behind his back. And stamped on the seal of him is the seal of Jupiter, which they say arrived by a spaceship, built the Sphinx, and a couple other things, and began to rule from there. So this is important to understand because we have to understand that, hey, this happened on your planetary system. We were disconnected from our knowledge. You have an opportunity to get your knowledge back. The way that it was actually disconnected is you just not knowing anything and through the fight and the hatred that exists between people who think that they're so different. Because as the languages, they say the electronic vibration of the Jupiter planet coming in contact with the Earth planet began, actually disrupted our system. It's the same thing as if you go into a hospital now and they hit you with an electrode in your head. If you get hit with a large electric shock within your head, you will have memory loss. It basically wipes your org magnetic strip. So when that came in contact with our planet, then there was a race in where we were, who we were, and a confusion in our language. And so many people who attempted to, to, uh, to dissect the mysteries did not know other languages that were necessary to know before you could completely interpret what you were looking at. But because of the now the tools that we have with us and some of the people that we have with us, we're dissecting this stuff in real time. Uh, we have about five more minutes left in the show, and um, I wanted to send a personal thanks out to just the Resistance team, uh, Tayo Moon, Mr. Spirit Matter, Carlos, uh, Luis, uh, Dave Mathematics is coming down at the end of the month, Dennis, Miriam, all the people who just continuously kept servicing these individuals that have been coming into the Resistance, Denise, and helping uh, the Resistance, uh, John Shore, different individuals that have taken the time out of their day to actually comment on other people's posts. Quantum, all these individuals were, were, are there for you. And they're, and we have to keep these individuals in the highest esteem. And so that's where, where my, and my responsibility comes in. And the responsibility of the other individuals around me is that we're getting a lot more cohesive. But the very interesting thing about all of this now is the information is just coming out of the floodgates. And so it's just about daily staying into this. Continuously putting putting it together. We have the cymatic software now. I forgot to talk about that, so that's how I end, how I end this off. 
what the big benefit about watching cymatics is is that you can get your your perspective of per, uh, perfection back. What it actually does is it sends a code into the brain of how something is supposed to perfectly be, and it seems to actually go congruent with all of the rest of your system. So it has more benefits than just looking at it and saying, oh, that shape is nice, or maybe I can't get it to make the shape that I want. Or It's about you scrolling through it and seeing those frequencies and allowing those frequencies to put things back in order. It's actually teaching the body because you're going now visually and audibly. And so it's just amazing that we have that. And once again, uh, just letting everyone know that uh, we're here for you. We're dissecting this as fast as possible. We have some new people that are coming onto the team with their skills, and we just need your support. We need people to continuously tune in, and we're going to be getting in touch with people that says they can help, and we're just going to keep pushing this. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let it go out and let Muna take it out. Next week we're going to have actually a panel. We're going to have Luis here. We're going to have him talking. We're going to have uh, Carlos talking. And everyone just there because we get into some very deep conversations and we would like to share those conversations on this platform. Awesome. Thank you so much, Seven. And it was wonderful information that you put out there. And, again, uh, the people that called in, um, before you hang up, again, just press 1 to stay on the line to listen to the advertisement to put out the show. You know, we really um, appreciate your support. And always, you know, there's always support needed for the resistance, and you can always send as much support as you can. If you can do energy exchange, uh, like Seven was mentioning, um, you know, bringing in your creative talents, and also you can uh, send some, you know, whatever you can afford, just send some support, because this is a really conscious community, and we're all trying to collectively work together to figure out ways that we can connect, and obviously we're all connected on so many levels, and hopefully in the future we will all be together in person. So I'm really looking forward to the show where there's going to be a panel. We really do have great exchanges. And when you have someone that's in front of you that's aligned and you're aligned, a lot of wonderful information comes out of you that you would have not have had come out had you been with, you know, another uh, being. So it's really great to always come together on that level and to always connect with like-minded beings. And, again, you know, always train Keep your energy up. Keep your chi, your prana, whatever you want to call it. Um, check into your chakra centers. Stay balanced. Stay in your center. And always tap into your inner power because by the end of the day, only what matters is what you do with, with your reality. And are you against the current or are you with the current? And figure out what current that is exactly. <laughs> so if you're in the current of fear, you'll exist there. If you're in the current of kindness, compassion, connectiveness, you know, a state of high energy, high vibration, of wholeness and balance. That's where we all need to be at, and that's how you're helping yourself, helping others, and helping the planet. So, again, I just want to say wholeness and balance vibrations to everyone, to all the Resistance family, and to the team in uh, Costa Rica. So have a great day, everyone.